Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Jank Think Tank, where we take uh, cards and talk about different combos and all sorts of stuff in the casual aspects. Uh, we do a lot of deck techs here that aren't necessarily optimized, but they're more fun for your gameplay enjoyment. So the deck we're going to be talking about today is something that I uh, built specifically for an upcoming movie release, something that I have been a big fan of my entire life because it's big monsters. It's the Godzilla versus Kong movie. Come uh, yes, yes, the 28th, I believe, is when it releases this month. Oh, I'm so excited, so ecstatic for it. So I created this whole deck that's based around nothing but the Godzilla verse cards. It's called Destroy All Monsters. So <laughs> if we jump over to it, once again, I use Tapped Out. Tapped Out's a wonderful tool to show all my deck techs, all of the deck builds that I've ever had. Uh, I usually throw them in here. Wonderful tool. But mm -hmm. this is the deck. Um, I've named it Destroy All Monsters, kind of a throwback to one of the early Godzilla films where uh, Godzilla destroy all monsters. It included almost every single Godzilla verse kaiju and had them just big brawl battle, battle out kind of thing. I was, I was kind of up in arms about the name. I didn't know whether I should name it uh, Kaiju Time, Destroy All Monsters, or after the uh, 2014 Godzilla movie, Let Them Fight. But I decided to go with this route because it seemed thematically correct. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Very thematically correct. And um, as I as I looked through the deck preparing for this, I could tell. I was like, oh, this is major stompy. So Destroy All Monsters. Major stompy. Yep, uh, it's big creatures. Yeah. Uh, we'll just jump right into it. This uh, creatures, land, sorceries, artifacts. I don't know why it says unknown right here because that's technically a creature. I just don't know why it says unknown. Enchantments, uh, instance. I didn't separate them into uh, converted mana cost this time because most of our CMC stuff is going to be on the higher end. I can transfer it over, but I'd rather just go through the creatures and I, I think for this one, it, it would fit since we're going to be focusing on a, the creatures. This is a very creature heavy deck. I mean, hell, you're very right. Creature. 38, 38, 39 38. creatures. If you, if you include count that unknown. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, very creature heavy. So I, I would suggest let, let's run through everything else. The land sorceries, artifacts, all that save the creatures for last. Very good choice. Very good. Choice. I mean, I am going to start with the commander. Oh, uh, the commander, course. I decided to go with Progenitus because as far as big Stompy goes, double Wooburg, which is two white, two blue, two black, two red, two green for a legendary creature, Hydra Avatar. It's a 10-10 with protection from everything. So protection from all colors, protection from creatures, protection from sorceries, everything, everything, artifacts, all of it. If Progenitus would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, reveal Progenitus and shuffle it into its owner's library instead. There was a couple of different choices I had for the commander. I could have gone with a, a Yamada no Orochi, but a four or five color. Just I almost decided on the uh, uh, the Wellspring card since it's a mana mm. mana rock or, or a mana dork, Wooberg mana dork. But I decided on Progenitus because one, it's a big creature. Big creature. Uh, two, because there is a uh, kaiju called Yamada, uh, Yamada no Orochi. Uh, and that's kind of the theme of the deck. Most of the creatures, if they don't specifically have the Godzilla card type or the Godzilla verse 
card art. I've based it off of a creature in the Godzilla verse. Progenitus is Yamada no Orochi, which fun fact was an actual god. Yamada no Orochi was an actual god in the Godzilla verse mm -hmm. that Godzilla just freaking wrecked, just shrek <laughs> this guy. Oh, it was well, great. And and I, I feel it's very fitting because when Progenitus hits the battlefield, it's like, ugh. Everyone's like, oh, God. Zilla. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> starting with our lands uh, after that, well, I have a throwback to an old land. Uh, it's called Arena. Since you're going to be doing a lot of fighting mechanics in this deck, uh, arena is a great card. You pay three and tap it and tap target creature you control and target creature and opponent's choice he or she controls. Each of those creature deals damage equal to its power to the other. So it's a let them fight on a land. So it's also really cool. It's You can also do it for like uh, uh, combat tricks. If someone swings in with a, with a creature that you, for some reason, has menace and you can't block it, you only have one creature... But your one creature is massive compared to his. You can pay three, tap it, tap both of them, and they fight anyways. So it's I, I find it, one, thematically correct to put in the deck. And mm -hmm. two, it's really fun card to play. Next up, we have Breeding Pool, which is uh, Shockland. Mm -hmm. Shockland means as, as it enters the battlefield, you may pay two life, uh, if you do, it enters the battlefield untapped. If you don't, and it it enters the battlefield tapped. So you play it, pay two life, untapped. If you don't, it's it explains on the card. Mm -hmm. But mana fixing is also going to be a big thing in this deck because we're running all five colors. Yeah. So I figured one. I also went with theme lands for for a little bit. Breeding pool. I figured fit uh, some of the backstory of the Godzilla verse and some of the creatures that come from it so okay. that's why it's in here that, that makes sense evolving wilds of course because we're in five colors and then i specifically put the godzilla um secret layer lands in this deck those are gorgeous oh then <laughs> i i actually own six of these six e of each one i bought so many i spent so much money on it <laughs> but it's worth but, it because I love it, it it makes sense when you have a deck that is very theme based like this mm -hmm. it that just adds to the flavor of the deck and that's what the deck is it's flavorful it's oh it is so flavorful it's meant to be fun it's meant to be a fun deck but we have six uh godzilla forest six godzilla islands which if i can get the artwork beautiful artwork mm -hmm. wonderful job on the artwork for these cards uh, Godzilla Mountain, you can actually see Godzilla versus Rodan on this one. Uh, the Plains has Mothra and Godzilla. Mm -hmm. uh, the Swamps uh, include Godzilla and Hedora, which is a swamp-based monster, or a, a pollution-based monster, I should say. Mm -hmm. Then I'm running uh, Rogren Triome, because Monster Island in the uh, Monsterverse, it, it fits. The artwork on it is beautiful. It fits the theme. Mm -hmm. Stomping Ground. Once again, theme. Yeah, you can't you can't run stomping ground, or you you have to run stomping ground in this deck. You can't not run stomping ground in this deck, I should say. Yeah, but that's that's our lands. That's our land base. Uh, you might look over here and be like, "Wow, that doesn't really match any of what we have at all." But we have mana fixing stuff in the deck, so it works. 
sorceries. First off, we have Cultivate. If I can get it, there we go. Cultivate, uh, Mana Ramp, Mana Fixing, Farseek, mm -hmm. Mana Ramp, Mana Fixing, Genesis Ultimatum, which is uh, two green, three blue, two red. So, Teamer. Sorcery, look at the top five cards of your library. Put any number of permanent cards from among them onto the battlefield and the rest into your hand. We have a lot of high-costing stuff, so this kind of helps put that stuff onto the battlefield while ignoring mana costs. It's a way to cheat mm -hmm. out some of our bigger stuff. And it says permanents. So that can be your lands. That can be your artifacts. That can be creatures. So as long as it's a permanent, this helps cheat that stuff out. Mm -hmm. It is possible to whiff with this, though. I have I have whiffed with it and revealed like all instants and sorceries. Yeah, and that's, and all, that's always like, a, oh. <laughs> but at least it draws you, though, or technically draws you those cards. It puts them into your hand. Yeah. All right, so next up, Kodama's Reach. Same thing as Cultivate. Ruinous Ultimatum. It's a board wipe. Mardu board wipe. Destroy all non-land permanents your opponents control for two red, three white, two black. Nice it, little one-sided board wipe. Yeah, a one-sided board wipe. Uh, Supreme Verdict. Once again, another board wipe. One, two white, one blue. Supreme, Supreme Verdict can't be countered. Destroy all creatures. So whereas Ruinous Ultimatum said non-land permanents, this one specifically hits creatures. It also just looks like a giant laser beam. Like Godzilla. <laughs> like Godzilla's on the earth. Just, ah! And just, yeah. Then Wrath of God. Zilla. <laughs> two, and a, two and a white. <laughs> Destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. So I'm going to be making that joke a lot throughout this. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have Cage Sun. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, choose a color. I'm typically going to choose green with this because green is our highest uh, color that we, or the most common color that this deck runs is green. So hmm. green creatures you control the chosen color get plus one plus one. And whenever a land's ability adds one or more mana of the chosen color to your mana pool, add one additional mana of that color to your mana pool. So it essentially doubles the mana of whatever color you choose. So if you're low on black mana, Mm -hmm. uh, and you play Cage Sun, go ahead and call black. So that way you have that mana fixing. If you're low on red, call red, so on and so forth. Chromatic Lantern. Lands you control have add one mana of any color. So you, you're flooded with green mana, and you have red stuff that you have to play. Play Chromatic Lantern. All your forests now tap for red as well, or instead, whatever you need. Yeah. Lightning Greaves. I did notice something on your on your tap tap. Just something I noticed. You have two chromatic lanterns in the. Oh, I do. That's that's that is my fault. I must have accidentally put. So that he. So he. Here's the craziest suggestion then, because obviously a deck has to be a uh, hundred cards. One um, of each. Obviously, we got to take one out, which means that would drop the deck to ninety nine. Why which, not put the Why not put the world tree in? One of the new land cards, it taps for green, but once you have six or more lands, it will then, uh, then your then all of your lands tap for mana of any color. So we it's a faster mana fixing. Um, and we can, with we it can being, live edit. We can yeah. live edit this right now. So chromatic lantern, just knock that down to one. Boom. And then, and this is how easy tapped out is. Oh, yeah. The deck. You just go to card name, 
the world whoop, 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 the world tree and it'll proliferate that in we'll add the world tree in and then add to board and then it'll pop up at the bottom right here the world tree scroll down i'll just press save and once it loads and and what's funny like if you were to have say mask with nexus in the deck i know that part wouldn't necessarily be so themed but making all you know all of your creatures all creature types you could sack the world tree and cheat out everything granted mm -hmm. you'd have to have at least one godzilla in the deck <laughs> One but once you have that, once you have that one god on the battlefield, you crack the world tree, boom. Welcome to hell. You, you <laughs> could do that. And that's something that I always uh, um, always suggest. If you, if you like the deck tech, always encourage is the word I was looking for. If you like the deck tech, but you want to make changes to it, go ahead and make changes. I, you, you... Your playstyle is your playstyle. Mm -hmm. This is just how. Oh my goodness! What is this? My anti. I don't know why that. Let's uh. Back that up. <laughs> Thank you, computer, for for doing something. I don't. Even, I, I didn't click on anything. It just <laughs> popped up. Your McAfee antivirus has expired. Thank you. Okay. So, let's let's try this again. There we go. All right. <laughs> so good catch. Thank you. I apparently mm -hmm. made that mistake when uh, when originally creating this. No, but but this is good. Like for, for mm -hmm. people who have never built, especially a commander deck, it's these sorts of things you, you have to look for because mm -hmm. of the singleton rule. Basic lands, you can obviously have more than one. Everything right. else has to be one unless the card dictates otherwise like shadowborn apostle or packed rats or relentless rats, uh, no, pack relentless rats you can only, i was gonna say pack rats you, you can only have one um it's relentless rats rat colony rat colony seven, uh seven dwarves and shadowborn apostle those are the four that i off, know of that allow you to have our head. one but then lightning greaves to give stuff haste and shroud, which shroud is a mechanic that's kind of like hexproof. It's just that you can't target it with stuff as well as your opponents can't target it. Whereas hexproof is just your opponents. Yep. And then soul ring. It's, it's a commander staple. You should always, or I won't say you should always have a soul ring, but it's highly suggested to always have a soul mm -hmm. ring in a commander deck. Especially with commander attacks too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And especially, it it doesn't really do anything for Progenitus because it's, you know, <laughs> by the time you pull Progenitus out, it's yeah, yeah, it, it time is of the essence at that point. Next up, we have our enchantment, uh, burgeoning. Turn one burgeoning. Whenever an opponent plays a land, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. It's a great way to get out your lands. Turn mm -hmm. one, play burgeoning. Your next opponent's more than likely going to play a land their next turn. So you just keep playing lands on everybody else's turn. It's wonderful. Colossal Majesty, thematically fitting, because mm -hmm. Colossal Godzilla is colossal, and he's majestic. Don't at me. He's a majestic creature. <laughs> she, he, she. I, I'm not arguing with that logic, because <laughs> even the artwork fits. Mm-hmm just 
and that see see all those monkeys that are that are about to be stomped that's essentially what's going to happen in the movie uh kong's just going to get stomped by godzilla don't at me it's going to <laughs> <laughs> love it next up we have exploration you may play an additional land on each of your turns once again turn one play a forest tap it play exploration play another forest burgeoning already way ahead of the game it's wonderful it's kavu lair all right so i put this in the deck because it kind of sounds like kaiju and so kaiju lair kavu lair i it was a stretch but i figured it was fine it was suggested to me I, by my I, good I, friend see, I see what you're going with it though and whenever a creature with power four or greater comes into play its controller draws a card so it's a world effect for everybody so like how Colossal Majesty, or well, Colossal Majesty at the beginning of your upkeep. Uh, the one I'm thinking of is uh, Garrick's Uprising. Garrick's Uprising. Whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield, draw a card. It's just that for everybody. Mm, I like it. We have, we have a couple ley lines. Uh, I threw ley line of anticipation in there because one, it gives all of your stuff flash. As mm, we've learned yep. from many Game Nights episodes and many other... Uh, commander games if you can cast stuff on another person's turn it's a wonderful thing to do mm -hmm. anything with instant speed is great advantage um this one is wonderful because ley lines most ley lines or all ley lines i believe um they all say that if you have this in your opening hand at the beginning of the game you can play it immediately for free or start the game with it on the battlefield yeah it, it it's an instant ahead of the game at that point if you yep. if you have that mm -hmm. and uh also once again theme it kind of look it's ocean based and you know godzilla resides mostly in the ocean kind of yeah. looks like skull island too kind of yeah kind of does ley line of life force uh once again if it starts in your opening hand at the beginning of the game you may keep it on the battlefield or start the game with it in play mm. creature spells can't be countered Ooh. we're running a lot of, we're running a lot of <laughs> creatures that most people don't want on the battlefield so this once again puts you ahead of the curb it's a great great thing to have yeah. mana flare mana flare uh, two and a red for an enchantment whenever any player taps a land for mana it produces one additional mana of the same type so you tap a green as another green tap a red as another red so on and so forth uh it also works with generic mm -hmm. uh, if you tap something for generic mana it adds another generic mana but it's specifically lands so you can't do that with artifacts um mana fixing mana ramp and then where ancients tread once again i didn't know this card existed it was uh it was suggested to me by my good friend brandon uh Four and a red enchantment. Whenever a creature with power five or greater enters the battlefield under your control, you may have where ancient tread, where ancients tread, deal five damage to target creature or player. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm, ooh. So That's good. <laughs> Godzilla's Godzilla's stomping around, entering the battlefield, just <laughs> dealing five damage just from his footsteps. Just, mm -hmm. I love it. Moving on to instance, we have Clash of Titans. Solid card for Mycoria. Layer of Ahamets. Mm -hmm. 
target creature fights another target creature. So once again, it's fight mechanic thematically in the name clash of Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about this is that you don't even have to target your creatures to fight stuff. If you want, if someone else on your board or in your play group has a giant creature that, um, that can deal damage and another person has something that is very troublesome, you can target your opponent's stuff with it. So <laughs> this is the type of card that I would target my opponent's commander and have them fight a little one, one death toucher. That's, and just that's say, have fun. Yeah. Poof. <laughs> but I, I'm also kind of that snarky kind of player that I would do that. Oh, sort of thing. Yeah. So. It's kind of it's kind of one of my favorite gameplay moments ever is when I swung in with a uh, nine nine and the person could block it, but I was like, you you don't have to block. You're at like forty eight life, and you're going to have to block it and get rid of your creatures on the board. You don't have to. Okay, I'll take nine. Okay, and instant speed tainted strike. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> so that's the kind of oh. I'm not always that way. So for, for those of you who don't know the card that he's referring to, uh, Tainted Strike is a wonderful, it is a wonderful instant uh, for just one black. Uh, target creature gets plus one, plus zero and gains infect until end of turn. Um, and in fact, if you get 10 poison counters, boom, you're dead. You could have 200 life. I don't really care. Once you hit that 10 poison counter threshold, you're done. Done. I, I'm a very big I, I fan myself, of, like, of Infect. I, I did it and I was like, oh, Craig Blanchett would be so proud of me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. Infect. I, oh. I, think I, I think I told you I had a game the other day. I had I had like 30 elves on the field. Mm. All two twos. With Death Touch? Uh, no. No. Because I was playing my was this role. Okay, never mind. This this different different one. You were telling different me about uh, yeah, yeah. So I I swing in with all my elves, but before I did that, I played a sorcery called Triumph of the Hordes. Mm-hmm. Creatures I control get plus one plus one till end of turn. Gain trample and infect. Infect. Oh, and I ended up having a total of sixty. I think it was like sixty three total power on the board. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, it was it was a wonderful so moment. Because <laughs> yes. they, they're all like, okay, I can take this damage to oh no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and with the way that this deck is built, being able to all of a sudden flash out Triumph of the Hordes. Mm. That would be uh, great. Uh, oh. That would be great. <laughs> I'm sick and twisted. Anyway, back to the deck. Next up, we have Cyclonic Rift. Cyclonic Rift is a one in the blue for an instant return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand, but it has an overload cost of six in the blue, or seven. And if you cast this spell for its overload cost, you change the text replacing all instances of target with each. So basically, it's a one-sided board wipe, mm-hmm. returning everything you don't control that's a non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Um, wonderful card. Commander staple in almost every blue deck. Yep. Um, I saw this and I immediately thought of the scene from uh, uh, Godzilla, um, King of the Monsters, when uh, Ghidorah or Monster Zero was flying through and he had that giant hurricane around him. 
Oh, that oh. That so that's what I thought so of. well. That's what I thought of when I saw this. Next up, Path to Exile. I wanted some removal, even if it's not themed. I, I needed some kind of removal other than just board wipe. So yeah. one white instant exile target creature. Its controller may search the library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle their library. Source the plowshares. Also one white instant exile target creature, but its controller gains life equal to its power. So you exile a 4-4, four, four, they gain four life. Titanic Brawl. Once again, kind of like with Clash of Titans, Titanic Brawl. Cost one less to cast if it targets a creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it, and it's one green instant. Target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. So whereas Clash of Titans, you can target other people's stuff. Uh, Titanic Brawl, you have to target something of yours, and it fights uh, an opponent's creature. But once again, uh, once again, you can do all sorts of combat tricks with this. It's instant speed. If it was sorcery speed, it would be a lot worse, but it's not. So it's pretty good include. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to cover this unknown real quick before we technically move on to the creatures. I don't know why Tapped Out includes this as an unknown because it is a creature. It is a legal creature. I just don't know why it's technically unknown. But Cherix the Raging Isle. Two blue-blue for a legendary creature, Leviathan Crab. I figured it out. You figured it out? I I did, because if you look at the way that the name is highlighted in the list, it just says Sherex Raging Isle, but the card uh, actually is Sherex, comma, the Raging the Isle. Okay, so I'll have to go back through and fix that at some point, but I don't know why. Either way. Tap down nuances. <laughs> wants specifics. It wants specific stuff. It does, actually. But it says spells your opponent's cat or yeah, cast that target Cherix the Raging Isle costs two more to cast. So if they go to Path to Exile it, instead of it being one white, it's now two generic and white. And you can pay three generic. Cherix gets plus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of islands you control. In a five color deck, this isn't optimal, but I included this because there's a kaiju uh, called Ebera that Godzilla fights in one of the early movies. It's essentially a giant crustacean called the uh, the King of the Seas, mm-hmm. I believe is what it was. Um, and so I included it because it's a kaiju monster based off of the Godzilla-verse. So, and like it. also, yeah, it's, and it's still pretty good. It's a 0-17. Yeah, it makes for a great blocker. The one, the one trick with, with charts that you have to be careful of because you pay the three generic or you pay three mana and it gets plus plus X minus X. And if you do that so many times, you run the risk of actually killing it. Yeah. So if you have 17 lands, if you're a mono blue deck and you have 17 lands and you activate Cherix's ability, Cherix is gone because it immediately drops to zero toughness, which means it's dead. Yeah. So, yeah. So with with the way that you've got this built out, I mean, you've got six islands, so you could safely activate it twice. Technically seven, because Rogan Triome is an island. So yeah, okay. Because breeding pool as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, you can safely activate it twice and make it a very gnarly crap. Mm. A Um, sixteen one. 16-1. That's, <laughs> yeah, that would just get 
plink and and would die, but it if you get it through, then it would do quite a bit a lot. of damage. And you can activate that at instant speed. So you could just be like, attack with Cherix. It's a 0 17. And if they're not thinking, they can be like, oh, yeah, it goes through. And now it's a 16 1. Mm -hmm. So a lot of stuff. Moving on to the creatures. Yay. My favorite part. Favorite part. So first up, we have uh, one of the commanders from one of the uh, pre cons, mm -hmm. AC, Tyrant of Gyre Strait. Four green, blue. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. So first off, ramp on a creature. Second, card draw on a creature for whenever you play a land. Couple that with something like exploration or burgeoning. Very good value. Mm -hmm. uh, the monster I base this off of is known as Titanosaurus, which is another sea-based creature that Godzilla fights. I believe the first appearance of Titanosaurus was uh, Godzilla, Revenge of Mechagodzilla. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident that's that's the one it was first appeared as. It was uh, a uh, uh, unknown sea monster that attacked a seafaring crew. Yeah, so it was Terror, terror of, Mech terror of Mech Mechagodzilla, and that was in 1975. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it love Godzilla movies. Oh, there's, there's wonderful, like they're bad, but wonderful. But that's bad. what makes them so good. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have one of the Ikoria, uh, technical Godzilla monsters, Biocourt space Godzilla, otherwise known as Brokos apex of forever two and Simic, not Simic, sorry, Sultai, mm -hmm. uh, two black, green, blue. And it has a mutate cost of two, Black or blue, green, green. It has uh, Trample. You may cast Brokos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using this Mutate ability. So for those who uh, don't know, Mutate is a new mechanic that was released in Ikoria. And it's still a really confusing to um, a lot of people, but this is essentially how it works. You pay the Mutate cost, and you are essentially combining it with a non-human creature that you control on the battlefield. Um, what that means is you can either place it over a creature or place it under a creature. If you place it over a creature, uh, let's say you have a 3-3 beast, just a regular 3-3 beast with no effects, just vanilla, and you mutate Biocourt Space Godzilla over the 3-3 beast, it gains the power and toughness of Space Godzilla along with the abilities of Space Godzilla. That's if you place it over. If you place it under, it remains a 3-3 three, three, um, beast, but it still gains the abilities of Space Godzilla. So no matter how you mutate it, it's going to gain the ability of it because you're basically mm -hmm. fusing the monsters. What's also um, really nice with mutate is if you already have a creature on the battlefield and you mutate... Biocourt Space Godzilla onto a 1 1 Blighted Agent. Hashtag in fact. <laughs> if Blighted Agent was on the field your prior turn, then you can start swinging right away because mm -hmm. that creature does no longer have summoning. It doesn't have summoning sickness, even though you just played the Biocourt Space Godzilla. 
Because, because you're initiating it. Space Godzilla is becoming Blighted Agent. It's not entering the battlefield. It's not changing zones. It is combining with the creature that is already on the battlefield. So it goes from a 1-1 one, one unblockable with infect to a 6-6 six, six with trample, unblockable, and infect. And infect. Overkill, yes. Do I care? No. No, because overkill <laughs> is what we're doing. This is a Godzilla deck. Overkill is what we do. Yep. Next up, we have Crystalline Giant. Uh, another Ikea card. Uh, this is Mecha Godzilla. Unfortunately, I don't know how to read kanji, so I have to go through and pull up... Uh, exactly what it says so give me just a second i should have been prepared for this so i i could explain crystalline giant just because i've i've got the card and i know i know how it runs okay so crystalline giant um it's at the beginning of the combat phase on your turn on yep on your turn crystalline giant will gain a keyword ability which was a big thing during ikoria so it, you randomly pick whether it's death touch, hexproof, flying, trample, lifelink, vigilance. You will pick one of those keyword abilities and put that on crystalline giant. And then on the next turn, you'll do the same thing again, but it will be a keyword that you don't already have. So, right. so if, it, if you don't deal with it soon enough, it's going to become a very big problem. I uh, I built a new deck on Arena last night, and I put Crystalline Giant in it. And it was definitely... I, did, I threw it in there just because, oh, hey, it has this keyword on it. Uh, mm. I'll just throw it in there just because. But it ends up being a massive powerhouse in the deck. Mm. So it's a very good card. It's not a human, so you can... Oh, it's a giant. Sorry, yeah. I just feel it's a giant, so I can put it in my giant tribal oh, deck. <laughs> and it's colorless, so you're not bound by the uh, the color identity. Exactly. So. Oh, and I've played your giant deck. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> gross. Just my brain went click. <laughs> I, I do like the uh, the Mecha Godzilla look when when I first saw the artwork for this particular mm-hmm. card. Though, honestly, it reminded me more of the Dragon Sword. It does. It does look like the Dragon Sword. This one is specifically the Kiryu from uh, Tokyo SOS. Godzilla Tokyo SOS from okay. Kiryu. Uh, next up, we have Dirge Bat, which once again, it's in uh, 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 Kanji, so I can't read it, but I'll pull it up real quick. I mean, I guess I can always just do this instead. Instead of going to a separate page, I'll just click on Dirge Bat. This is the original. This is the original art for it. Uh, Dirge Bat, which is a two black black uh, creature bat, and has mutate of four and two black. It has flash, flying, and whenever this creature mutates, destroy target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls. So it's removal on a creature if you mutate it. It's pretty decent. I put it in there specifically because, you know, is it one of the Godzilla cards? It's, it's Batra from uh, the original Godzilla versus Mothra. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Dreamtail ha- uh, Heron. Um, in one of the first Godzilla movies, he, giant, he fights a giant eagle. And I just kind of put it in there because it was 
They kind of match the description. It's I understand it's a heron and not an eagle. But deal with my imagination for right now. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four and a blue elemental bird with flying. And whenever this creature mutates, draw a card. Mutate cost is three and a blue. So I put it in there specifically for that card draw mechanic because of the mutate. Really? I would have put it in there to make Godzilla fly. Give it an extra evasion. You can. That's an alternate reason why I put it in there. But the main reason I did was for that card draw because that's something that I found was lacking in the deck was just forms of card draw yeah so next up dryad of elysian grove this one doesn't have a theme or doesn't have a background to it i put it in there because the abilities you may play an additional land on each of your turns and lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types so you have a forest it's now a swamp as well or an island or a mountain or plains so you, it's mana fixing and mana ramp mm -hmm. on a creature it's only once in Atali Primal Storm. Uh, there's a couple different things I could have like put this like, oh, it could have matched Baragon from the Godzilla verse, or it could have just matched this and this. I decided to just not try to match it with anything because I have other things that fit better descriptions. I put it in there specifically because it's a dinosaur and the ability on it is amazing. So it's four red, red legendary creature elder dinosaur with six, six, or it's a, a PNT of six, six. Whenever it's all a primal storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of spells from among those cards without paying their mana costs. So you get to play other people's decks with this card. It's a good card. That's a very good one. When I was first building the deck, I was trying to decide what route I wanted to go with it. I was like, should I do five color mutate? Should I do dinosaur sub theme? So I was I was still up in arms about how to go with it, and I decided to keep Atali in when I was re-editing, do my final edits for it, mm -hmm. because it's a powerhouse of a card. Next up, we have Everquill Phoenix, otherwise known as Destroyer, the Perfect Life Form, which a creature Phoenix, uh, two red red with a mutative cost of a uh, three and a red, flying. Whenever this creature mutates, create a red artifact token named Feather, with one. Or one generic sacrifice feather return target phoenix card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So it's a recurring monster with a mutate effect. The mutate effect alone makes it really good because you can mutate it onto something, give it flying for just four mana. Mm -hmm. But uh, the fact that it's second ability, you mutate it onto something, they both die. Let's say you, you mutate it onto. Uh, Itali. You mutate mm -hmm. it onto Itali. They both die. Itali and Destroya go to the to the graveyard, but you still get that one uh, or that feather token. You can return Destroya to the battlefield repeatedly, yep. even if you're not mutating it. Yeah. So first time good. you mutate it, it's good. Second time it's just a four-four. Yeah, but it's, still it, it's got good graveyard recursion. Also, Destroya is one of my favorite villain kaijus. I, it's hard to describe what a villain is in the Godzilla verse because they're all giant monsters. They're all going to destroy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was, if we were to use the alignment chart, for example, he would be a chaotic evil, whereas Godzilla, for example, is true neutral. Oh, okay. Um, 
and that's something I'll, I'll talk about a little bit uh, for each one. But chaotic evil, he was just, he was destroy it. The perfect life form. He was meant to destroy and he was destroying stuff all over. And that's where we got to see the first glimpse of burning Godzilla. Whereas with Godzilla King of the Monsters, we saw burning Godzilla versus Ghidorah. Godzilla, burning Godzilla first made his appearance in the Godzilla versus Destroyer movie. And so, oh, okay. Yeah. Frenzied Raptor, I based this one off Baragon because Baragon was a small dinosaur esque creature mm. that was pretty vanilla. He liked to dig. Uh, this is a 4-2. I put this in here because it's a 3-mana 4-2 that you can mutate on. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much simple. Gym Razor. Angiros! Armor Killer! Yeah. So in the uh, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters video game for GameCube, uh, Angiros was one of my favorites to play with, play with because you could his defense was him turning around and just having his shell to uh to the enemy and they would go to attack and they'd hurt themselves because they'd be stabbing themselves on the spikes and so it was just really <laughs> funny. but uh jim razor or anguros is three and a green for a uh, beast with a mutate cost of one green green reach and trample uh, whenever this creature mutates destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls and there's a wonderful combo i will talk about later um wonderful combo anguros uh, back to the enlightenment chart he, he wasn't he was an ally to godzilla he wasn't evil uh so i would put him as like you know chaotic neutral because mm -hmm. he he fought godzilla but then they were friends and he kind of went back and forth but i'd put him as chaotic neutral next up we have galta primal hunger uh once again elder dinosaur that with this deck you're more than likely going to cast this 12 12 for Two green because this spell costs X, X less to cast, where X is the total power of creatures you control. So even if you have just your commander, that's a 10 10. So yeah. Delta, this 12 12 is going to cost two. It's a wonderful card. Uh, Godzilla Saurus, when they redid Godzilla's backstory, they made him a Godzilla Saur. And so that's kind of what I based it off of. Okay, that makes sense. Giant Adiphage. There's a uh, giant bug kaiju that shot lightning out of his horn called Megalon. That this is the closest thing I could find that matched its description. It was a giant bug. Five uh, green green for seven seven trample. Whenever Giant Adiphage deals combat damage to a player, create a token that's a copy of Giant Adiphage. It's a giant appendage. Yeah, it's just gonna. If as long as you're dealing combat damage, it's going to keep keep uh mm -hmm. making copies of itself and the fact that it's not legendary is wonderful because no reasons if it was legendary it would actually be really stupid <laughs> yeah or it would have to it would have to have some sort of clarification in the rules text that it that it's not a legendary permanent right like the token copy wouldn't be next up we have gigan cyberclaw terror or garuda uh doom of the depths which is a Four blue or black, blue or black. So hybrid, hybrid mana. Mm -hmm. uh, hybrid mana works. You can either pay either color. So if you don't have black, you can still cast this for playing, for paying blue, and vice versa. No uh, legendary creature, demon kraken. This one has companion on it. We're not worried about the companion cost, but it's anyways. The companion cost says 
Your starting deck contains only cards with even converted mana cost. And that's the requirement for the companion mechanic. But like I said, we're not worried about that. We're just going to throw away that effect. Uh, when Gigan enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with an even converted mana cost from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. So it mills them four. It also mills you four, but you're not worried about that. Uh, and you get something back unless you whiff. Value. Uh, Hangerback Walker is our second Mecha Godzilla. Uh, Mecha Godzilla Battle Fortress, which has double X artifact creature construct. Hangerback Walker. Why'd you yawn, man? You threw. <laughs> Sorry, you threw me off. It took me a second, but my brain clicked. <laughs> but Hangerback Walker enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, and when it dies, create a one one colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying for each plus one plus one counter on Hangerback Walker. So you cast it for four. You pay four mana to cast this. It ETBs with two power or two plus one plus one counters on it. It dies. You then create two Thopter. Why'd you do this? What you? What have you done? <laughs> what have you started? I know nothing. <laughs> uh, you can then. Oh, sorry. You can then pay one, tap it, and put a plus one plus one counter on Hangerback Walker. That's the original artwork for it. But I, I like the Mecha Godzilla. Everyone loves Mecha Godzilla. It's wonderful. Huntmaster Liger. Uh, this is our first copy of King Caesar. There's another one. We'll get to it in a minute. Uh, King Caesar Ancient Guardian or Huntmaster Liger, three and a white, with a mutate cost of two and a white. Whenever this creature mutates, other creatures you control get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. So you mutate this once. All of your creatures get plus one or plus one plus one until end of turn. If you mutate something onto it again, it gets plus two plus two until end of turn. All your creatures get plus two plus two and so on and so forth. It stacks. Ah, that's a good protein shake. Mm. It's a banana foster. It's quite delicious. Mm. Next up, we have Apex or Eluna Apex of Wishes, which the card on this is Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos. Uh Two uh, teamer, so two generic green, blue, red for a legendary creature, beast elemental dinosaur. There's a lot of dinosaurs in this deck with the mutate cost of three and uh, hybrid uh, gruel, which is uh, green and red, and then blue, blue. Flying trample, whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non land permanent card. Put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. Um, so it's Almost like Cascade. So Cascade says that if you cast a creature with Cascade, you exile the top cards of your library until you reveal a permanent card with lesser converted mana cost and put the rest on the bottom of your library. Uh, this one, it just hits a uh, non-land permanent card and then the rest stay in exile. So you exile three sorceries and then a uh, creature. Those sorceries still stay in exile, but you get that creature. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so this one technically wasn't a Godzilla card because uh, Kong isn't owned by the same company. The rights to Kong yeah. aren't, aren't owned by the same company as Godzilla. And so there wasn't a specific King Kong card in the Ikoria set in case some of you are wondering why that was what, the reason. But this is essentially King Kong. They just had to change the name of it, yada, yada, yada. Kogla, the Titan Ape, three green, 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 
For legendary creature ape, when Kogula the Titan ape enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So it ETBs, it fights something. Pretty good. And then whenever it attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player controls. And then you can give him indestructible by paying one in the green by returning target human you control to its owner's hand. I've used this mechanic in uh, Arena a lot recently. Uh, I didn't think I would, but it's very it's, helpful. Yeah, especially that that on the attack trigger is... <sighs> yeah. That's all, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. I've... <laughs> Mm. Yeah. yeah it can be frustrating um, the etb effect is uh more important to me than the second one because i have other ways to get rid of uh artifacts and enchantments mm. uh and angiris or gym razor is one of them next up we have luminous brood moth or mothra mothra yeah <laughs> so uh mothra supersonic queen two white white um insect it's not a legendary creature which was surprising uh but it is a mythic creature or mythic rare for an insect flying and whenever a creature you control without flying dies return it to the battlefield under your control or under its owner's control specifically with a flying counter on it it's recursion mm -hmm. and gives your stuff evasion it's really, really good, good card. Recursion. Really good recursions because it, it buffs them when they come back. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Uh, take well, uh, and, and uh, the fact. Yeah, I was going to say the fact that you could take the the giant out of pages um, as an example. Um, I guess it'd have to be the core card. It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't work the, with the tokens. Yeah, the um, tokens once they leave the battlefield, they're gone. But if it if giant Adiphage returns to the battlefield. With flying, any token that's created of giant adiphage afterward then has flying because the core card has flying. Yeah. No, it's it's a good one. It's very good. Uh, so after that, we have Merrileaf Pixie, which first off, it's cute. It's adorable. It's a flying mana dork. <laughs> uh, but in the original uh, Mothra series, there were these fairies or pixies that basically guarded the island uh that Mothra stayed on. Uh, so that's kind of what I based this off of. It's a good mana dork with a thing background. Migra Migratory Great Horn. I threw this in there because of mana ramp. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a good card. card. It is a that is a very underrated and underappreciated card in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, mutate or the original CMC is three and a green with a mutate cost of two and a green. Whenever this creature mutates, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. So mana ramp on a creature if he mutates. And the best, second best, second best card, no, I'd say the best card to put onto would be uh, this card right here, Mysterious Egg. Whenever this creature mutates, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. It's a good it's one. Super simple, super simple. One mana, then start mutating onto it with anything. It buffs them up. Uh, next up, we have Biolanti, Plant Beast Form, which in the official card name is uh, Nethroi Apex of Death. Two and Abzan, or White, Black, Green. 
for a legendary creature, Cat Nightmare Beast. Mutate is a four hybrid Selesnia or four uh, green or white, black, black, with Death Touch and Lifelink. Uh, whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature cards with total converted power or total power uh, 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So whenever it mutates, if you have, uh, let's just say, oh, it says on the card. I'm not going to even try to think of an example because my brain, <laughs> yeah, my brain doesn't want to. Uh, we we can't brain on this show. You're right? Brain, no, we're good. Okay? I have protein. Me, heavy lift. No brain. <laughs> uh, but basically, if you are trying to return creatures from your uh, battlefield or from your graveyard to the battlefield. As long as it has up to 10 power, you can return it. So um, Galta, you couldn't get Galta back because its power is over 10. But mm -hmm. you could get Giant Adiphage and uh, uh, da -da 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 -da, Dreamtail Heron back, for example. You could get Crystalline Giant back, too. You can get Crystalline Giant back. You can get Dirge back. As long as it equals 10. Anything exceeding 10, you, you can't do. So you got to do a little bit of math, but not much. Yeah. Uh, once again, Nezahal, Primal Tide, Elder Dinosaur. Uh, I also threw this in there because of um, because of the Titanosaur reference, but I, I found AC, which I found to be a better... Uh, better uh, uh, reference to it. Sorry. Like I said, brain no work good. Nezahal, Primal Tide, 5-2 blue. This spell can't be countered. You have no maximum hand size. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. And then you can discard three cards and essentially blink Nezahal. So blinking specifically, exile Nezahal, Primal Tide, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So someone's trying to remove it, you can discard three cards, exile it and then at the beginning of the next end step return it to the battlefield it's i say blink as a reference to anything that leaves the battlefield then comes mm -hmm. back normally blinking is an immediate effect um but i refer it to anything that essentially does that effect wonderful card once again it fits the dinosaur theme that i had going on um next up we have nix bloom ancient no reference for this one but it's four and a three green with trample. If you tap a permanent for mana, so all of your mana rocks, all of your mana dorks, any of your lands, if you tap a permanent for mana, it produces three times as much of that mana instead. It's a good one. Couple that with things like mana flare. Yeah. You, you mana, mana for out, days. Mana for out the wazoo. Just you're, you're farting mana. Just. <laughs> Yep, there you go. Just man. Actually, now that I think about it, because that, that's a seven drop. Mm -hmm. So in theory, by turn eight, you could easily have progenitus out. Easily. Easily. Let's couple that with something like, oh my God, the world tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you see why I was like, the world tree would be perfect? Yeah. yeah. That would be good. I understand. I under <laughs> the gears are turning. Your logic is making sense. 
you know, I, I have I have my moments. <laughs> Don't mean to toot my own horn or anything. Well, you know, I'm excited for this next card, by the way. Polly Walks Symbiote. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Baby Godzilla, Ruin Reborn. One in a blue for a creature frog. Uh, each creature spell you cast costs one less to cast if it has mutate. Whenever you cast a creature spell, if it has mutate, draw a card, then discard a card. So filter. So anytime you cast a creature card with mutate on it, it it's going to give you card advantage. Also, look at him. He's so cute. I know. When when this, this card was, I think this is one of the first ones that was uh, revealed um when when Ikoria was announced i think we all just went oh yeah pretty much pretty much next up we have registrar alpha dinosaur theme other dinosaurs you control have haste i put it in there because of that ability mm-hmm. we have a lot of dinosaurs in this deck so giving them haste is wonderful when it enters the battlefield create a 3-3 green dinosaur creature token with trample it's three and uh, a one red, one green. So five CMC, four, four, four. But that, bil- that ability to give all of your dinosaurs haste is why it's in the deck. Mm-hmm. The next card. I love this card. So I, the love next it, card, I love it more than Baby Godzilla. So for all of, all of you veterans out there that may be watching this, you, you know this card as Scooty Pup Jr., and it's kind of a kind of like a nom flashback, a uh, bit of PTSD for a lot of us. But <laughs> so so there, once again, uh, one, it's a great card to have in this deck because of all the mutate mechanics. Mm-hmm. Two, there's a Godzilla kaiju called Mega Giras that was essentially uh, a giant dragonfly from an alternative timeline that Godzilla had to fight. That was creating copies of itself and it was just giving birth to a lot of smaller ones so that's kind of what i referenced oh that's cool i -hmm. thought you put it in there just because it allows you to swing wide it does but i also put it in there because of a godzilla reference and skew swarm is two and a green with a landfall ability whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control create a one one green insect creature token if you control six or more lands create a token that's a copy of skew swarm instead (laughs) uh this one card broke arena so it legitimately broke arena to the point where they actually had to create a patch capping you off at a max of 250 scoot swims um before the patch i think the most i had was about 950 it's so dumb i hate it I, I I almost didn't include it in the deck because, like I said, PTSD, uh, specifically for the coupling of this with it. So what what's really fun to do? A fun combo. You so you play Scoot Swarm mm-hmm. next turn, or if you have the mana, you then mutate Migratory Great Horn onto Scoot Swarm, tutoring mm-hmm. out a land comes on the battlefield right. now you're creating copies of migratory great horn which you put that on top it's instead of it being a one one it's a three four mm-hmm. then the next turn because i'm this kind of player you then mutate gem razor onto it and create yeah. a horde of six six gem razors with trample people will die 
And not to mention when you mutated the Gin, uh, the migratory great horn effect activates. So you search for more lambs. Mm-hmm. Every time it mutates. So, yes. I, I'm time. a horrible, I'm one of those players that, that does that. Um, I unfortunately learned the hard way that <laughs> um, mutating Brokos, Apex of Forever, or BioCourt Space Godzilla onto mm-hmm. Scoot Swarm and making copies of that, that it doesn't work so well. Yeah. Unless you have something like Sakashima of a Thousand Faces or Mirror Gallery on the Battlefield. Something that makes the legend rule not apply. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does work that way. So the, that's Scoot Swarm. Idea. That's that's Scoot Swarm. We're going to move past it. So we kind of the the um, smog elemental is a reference to another creature that I kind of made a reference to earlier. Going back up here to our swamps, that mm. is uh, Hedora, the pollution monster. Oh, okay. Smog elemental is a pollution monster, or elemental so that's the reference there and then it's four black black with flying or a creature elemental with flying creatures with flying your opponent's control get minus one minus one so uh, my friend josh also named josh uh plays a flying tribal deck uh the creature is on the new omnath uh, all of his stuff has flying all of it. And so Smog Elemental debuffs all of his creatures. And it's really fun to see this card hit the battlefield and his face just go, huh. <laughs> Next up, we have our second uh, King Caesar. This one is based off of Snapdax, Apex of the Hunt. King Caesar, the Awoken Titan, is one in Mardu, so one red, white, black for a legendary creature, Dinosaur Cat Nightmare. With a mutate cost of two hybrid Rakdos or hybrid black, red, white, white for a creature with double strike. Whenever this creature mutates, it deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker Ooh. and opponent controls, and you gain four life. So mutate it onto something four damage, just target creature or planeswalker. For a planeswalker, it can be detrimental. Mm hmm. Uh, most planeswalkers are, especially now, are uh, have been uh, being made with lower loyalty counters when it enters the battlefield. So, especially after uh, um, War of the Spark, War of the yeah. Spark, a lot of them have entered the battlefield with low loyalty counters. So you play Snapdax or King Caesar and just snipe down someone's planeswalker, mm-hmm. and then you still gain that for life. It's pretty good. Pretty good creature card, especially since it's only four mana. Yeah. Next up, we have Solemn Simulacrum, which I included in the deck because there's a kaiju called, or not technically kaiju, uh, called uh, Jet Jaguar. He's a giant robot that teamed up with Godzilla to fight Megalon and Gigan in one film. The reference here is because Jet Jaguar, I encourage you guys to go look at this Jet Jaguar's backstory and how it came to be a uh, kaiju or a monsterverse character. Mm-hmm. It's actually really depressing on seeing how it became a creature. I don't want to go into depth into depth with it because otherwise I go into a tangent. So and Solemn Simulacrum has the nickname Sad Robot. So it works. Sad Robot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Sad Robot or Solemn Simulacrum or Melancholy Automaton. Uh, <laughs> in my playgroup, that's what I call it. 
When it ETBs, you may search your library for a basic land card, put that card onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. And then when it dies, uh, you draw a card. So it's card value and ramp on a creature card. That's it. Sprite Dragon is Dorat, the perfect pet. So in God in uh, um, Ghidorah's when they redid his backstory, uh, the Dorats were creatures from the future uh, that basically once it absorbed so much power, they fused together to become Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Dorats are. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sprite Dragon. Uh, so is it cost? So one blue, one red. Flying haste. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus one plus one counter on Sprite Dragon. It's it's there. It's in the deck. As far as non-creature spells, we don't have a lot compared to how many creature spells we have. But it's still in the deck. You can mutate on it. You can buff it up early game if you have non-creature spells available. So on and so forth. Next up, we have Thantis the War Weaver. Uh, based off of, uh, um, there's a giant spider that actually has a name that I'm blanking on. Give me a second. Uh, it's um, not Kamakaris, because Kamakaris was a, a giant praying mantis. Kumanga. Kumanga was it. Oh, okay. Kumanga was a giant spider that uh, Godzilla ended up fighting at some point. But Thantis the War Weaver is three in Jun, so three black, red, green for legendary creature spider with vigilance and reach. All creatures attack each combat if able. So if someone has a bunch of mana dorks that they're sitting back with, this is a good way to get rid of those mana dorks because they still have to attack no matter what. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, put a plus one plus one counter on Thantis the War Weaver. So. It discourages people from attacking you by buffing up Thantis. This is a, a group slug card. Wonderful. And then next up, we have our next Godzilla card, or our first Godzilla card. Technically, first Godzilla card, because we haven't gotten mm-hmm. to the other one. If I can we get the, save the best for last. Yeah, right. The main man of the deck. Uh, Godzilla, Primeval Champion. Uh, seven, green, green or Titanoth Rex, creature, dinosaur, beast, with trample and cycling. Cycling is going to be a big thing for this card specifically because it's really going to, it's going to be hard to get that nine CMC card out. But uh, it's an 11-11 with trample, cycling, one in green. Whenever you cycle Titanoth Rex, put a trample counter on target creature you control. You can cycle at instant speed. So someone goes to block your 11-11 with a 1-1, cycle this, uh, and target creature, which is your whatever that you're attacking with, gains trample, damage still goes through. Giant, oh wait, yeah, I had a fetch, already has trample, so never mind. But it's a it's a good card. Vadrock, Apex of Thunder, or Rodan, Titan of Winged Fury, which is just Jeskai. The others have had like three generic or one generic. This one is mm. just blue, red, white. Legendary creature, elemental dinosaur cat, uh, with a mutate cost of one white or blue, uh, red, red, flying first strike. Whenever this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. So mutate Rodan, get your path to exile. 
get your cyclonic rift if you want. You can't overload it, but you can still get your cyclonic rift. Get your source mm -hmm. of plowshares. Uh, get your cultivate, far seek, anything with uh, CMC three or less you can get out of your graveyard with Rodan. Non-creature card. Not creatures, but non-creature cards. So, fun fact, uh, this card specifically was the first card I opened out of the Ikoria packs. It was a foil Space Godzilla Death Corona, and as we know, when Ikoria dropped, the whole coronavirus pandemic started. Yeah, yeah. So, that, oh, th this this card wreaks havoc in the Magic community simply because of the, you know, COVID nineteen was something we didn't know a whole lot about. Stuff was shutting down. Wizards of the Coast had printed this card long before the coronavirus was even a thing, and so to have this come out at that same time. <laughs> They it was at one point I think the foil was up to like what two hundred bucks. It was expensive. Yeah, people it were was, spending a ridiculous amount. It was triple digits. Yeah, for it, triple digit. And then the price dropped because people realized, like, oh, it's actually not that good of a card. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and so it was a major feel bad. Luckily, I I pulled the foil one out of my first pack, and so all of my friends immediately were like, <gasps> "You better yeah. hard." hard case that immediately and i didn't but there it is space godzilla death corona six black black void beckoner is the actual card name creature nightmare horror with death touch cycling two and a black when you cycle void beckoner put a death touch count on target creature you control so kind of like with titan rex with the cycling cost and you can put a, a trample counter on something void beckoner when you cycle it you can put a death touch counter on something a creature you control <laughs> death touch counter on my enchantment that'd be funny yes um next up we have sorry i hear my phone buzzing because somebody's calling me and they know that they shouldn't be calling me right now because i'm doing stuff it bothers me so much <laughs> anyway <laughs> it happens anyways wayward sword tooth is our next up yeah, there it is. Wayward Swordtooth, two and a green creature dinosaur with the Ascend mechanic. I believe we discussed the Ascend mechanic in our last episode, where if mm -hmm. you control more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. Yep. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Uh, Wayward Swordtooth can't attack or block unless you control the city's blessing. So it's three mana for five five. So you can get it out turn three, play an additional land on each of your turns. Uh, but until you get the city's blessing, you can't attack with it or block with it. So it's just yeah. sitting there, which is which is fine. It's fine to just sit there. I'll gladly let it sit there and allow me to play extra lands on each of my turns. I am okay right. with it. <laughs> if you're not okay with it, you need to reevaluate how you play the game. Right, right. Get all the lands. Get all the lands. <laughs> Next up, we have Yodaro, Wandering Monster. So this one is actually Shin Godzilla. So it's our second Godzilla that we've seen in the deck so far. The Shin Godzilla was one of the uh, spin-off movies that, that, that uh, uh, Japan made. It's really good. Mm -hmm. It's actually a really good movie. Uh, a whole revamp of the series, or not revamp, but a like I said, a twist on the series. Wonderful movie. Godzilla Doom Inevitable. Uh, is the name of the card. Five, two red for a legendary creature, dinosaur turtle. 
Oh man, they should have made a uh, Gamera. That would have been funny. Right? Kind of like with uh, uh, Kong, they didn't have the rights because Gamera is owned by a different film industry. Yeah. Uh, but Godzilla Doom Inevitable has Trample and Haste, and it has Cycling uh, for one and a red. So you have this in your starting hand, you can cycle it away. And when you cycle Yadara Wandering Monster, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. If you cycled specifically this card four or more times this game, put it onto the battlefield uh, from your graveyard instead. So, um, in in uh, uh, let's say the standard format where you can have multiples of these, mm-hmm. you can ha- run four of them, run three of them, run multiples of them, and cycle Yadaro Wandering Monster four more times. So on your fourth time, when you cycle it, not only do you get the cycling draw a card, but you get to put this onto the battlefield. Well, actually, no. It says instead. So I don't know if you would still draw the card. I don't know if it would, um, I don't know if it would replace the whole effect or just the the part where you sh- shuffle into your library. Let me check the gatherer for that. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that I'd want to be clear on, so so I don't give anybody the wrong idea on how to play this card. In commander, in commander, uh, you're not going to run four of them. No, nope. you can only run one of them. Also, that artwork. I love I love the artwork for this one because it goes mm. back to the original roots of Godzilla being uh, a force of destruction. And that's kind of how the movie went back to, went back to its roots, being a force of destruction. And the design of it, although I'm not happy with the arm design of it, they gave him really stubby arms, kind of like a T-Rex. Um, yeah. Oh, it was still wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful movie. So I'll, I'll let you uh, look at that rule. Yeah, I, I, well, because there's one, two, three, four, there's five different rulings for that one card. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to find out which one it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to Magic the Gathering, folks. There's twenty thousand plus cards. You have to know every rule to all of them. Yeah, this it's is so why we have the gatherer, right? In the meantime, a word for our sponsor. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm glad we could have. Um, what I will do, I will, I, I've got to do some more research on that. I will include that in the description Okay. for everyone to, to look at. I'll include the ruling. I'll, I'll include the link to it. So for right now, for right now, I want to say that it doesn't replace the whole effect. I want to say you still get the cycling card draw. Yeah, you would get the card draw, but it's not going to hit the hit the graveyard. And hit the graveyard or shuffle it away. You're going to put it onto the battlefield with the card draw. That's what I want to say is going to happen. But we'll leave it in the comments below or the description below. And uh, once we figure that out and get the definite answer, we'll let you guys know. Yep. And then last but certainly not least... The MVP of the deck and the third Godzilla card that we have. The one that has the original name or an original name because there is no other card printed with Zalortha Strength Incarnate. There is no other artwork for Zalortha Strength Incarnate. There is specifically only this card is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So once I get, there it is. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Even if I click on it, It'll and it bring goes up the it. beautiful art. The 
beautiful Godzilla artwork because there is no alternative art. There is only this card for Zalortha. They had to give it a name due to copyright uh, rules and laws and stuff like that. But Zalortha Strength Incarnate is three green red uh, for a legendary creature dinosaur. So once again, there's a lot of dinosaurs in this deck. Has trample and lethal damage dealt to creatures you control is determined by their power rather than their toughness. So we've seen a lot of cards uh, such as Arcades, the Strategist, or uh, the, the the Abzan Tree that I'm blanking on the name of that basically say that your creatures deal power equal to their toughness rather than their power. This is This is essentially the opposite of it. So uh, Godzilla says all of your creature cards, if they're like nine ones or eight ones, hmm. he, he himself is a seven three. He does not leave, technically get destroyed by damage by just dealing three damage to it. So if you uh, – uh, the new red card, Frostbite, oh, yeah. if you control a snow permanent, it deals three damage instead. You can't get rid of Godzilla with it because even though it's dealing three damage and he has uh, three toughness, specifically says lethal damage dealt to creatures you control is determined by their power rather than their toughness. So you have so, to deal seven damage to get rid of it. So speaking of jank, which I it feels the perfect, and, and I don't know if this is intentional on how you did that, with Godzilla King of the Monsters on the battlefield. Sharks, the Raging Isle. Mm-hmm. Play a little tap, tap six. Activate that ability twice. Make his power 16. 16-1. It does. Even. Um, what the, yeah, because then at that point you're doing 16 damage instead of. Mm-hmm. That his one. power becomes 16 and so you have to deal 16 damage to get rid of him. Ooh, that's naughty. Yes. That is yes. jank. It's super naughty. Super naughty. I love it. Also, it also works with Frenzied Raptor. Frenzied Raptor is a 4-2. Uh, you now yeah. have to deal 4 damage to it to get rid of it. There's all sorts. Oh, it's I love this. Love this deck. It's just, I'm trying to find the next one that's uh, more powerful. I'm uh, do I not have another one? I thought I had more. I could have sworn I had more, but uh, all, uh, all of them are either like four fours or two twos. They match P and T. Um, seven. There we go. I knew I had one more. Uh, Kong. Yeah. Kong is a seven six. Ah, so yep. so you have to deal seven damage to Kong or Kogla to essentially get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But that is, I had one here, one card here in the maybe board back when I was uh, trying to do five color mutate. I put Zagoth Mamba in here. It's one black. Whenever this creature mutates, target creature and opponent controls gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. That's, a, again, maybe board. It's not specifically in the deck. Yeah. But if I decided to put it in there, I could have. But that's it. That's that's the deck. If we look over here, once again, our CMC stuff, it's a little wacky, but we have many things in there that allow us to uh, search for the lands we need, allow us to 
either double our mana or triple our mana, allowing us to get more mana, uh, mana fixing, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It uh, tapped out rates this as 88% casual, which I'm not going to debate whatsoever because this is a theme deck, kind of like if I made a, a goblin deck where mm-hmm. all the goblins of the deck had to have been wearing hats for it to be included. Or... Um... Uh, the Modern Horizons episode of Game Nights, the bear deck. Mm-hmm. Not everything in here is like it's not an optimized deck or focus deck. No, it's, it, a, fun it, it's a fun deck. It is a jank deck, and one that I am excited to play against. And we may just have to do a gameplay video with that deck. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Once I once I actually get all of the pieces in real life, <laughs> I will definitely be playing it. Uh, there's just a few things I'm missing. Like, I actually don't own a single copy of Mana Flare. Not a single copy. So I've got to get that. But I had fun building it. I had fun trying yeah. to find things. Uh, I literally had, like, list of Godzilla monsters pulled up and going through and matching... Uh, the descriptions with match the gathering cards to the mm. description of the monsters and just taking hours and searching. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That That's what makes, uh, at least in my opinion, that's what makes deck building fun. Mm-hmm. So just, oh, I, I, love it. I like it. I like it a lot. And if you guys like it, leave a comment on what you would do with it. Uh, go through tapped out. Uh, the suggestions are open. You can go through and copy it and make your own additions to it. All kinds of stuff. So feel free to edit and change whatever you feel like. Optimize it if you want. Uh, change the commander if you want. But uh, leave it in the comments. Let, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. If you think it's an absolute crap of a deck and I should be ashamed of myself, feel free to tell me. I will only cry for two days. It's It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think it's I, I think it's a very uh, a very not only theme deck, but it has it definitely has the potential to run really well. I think one adding the world tree to it definitely helped as far just as just for mana fixing, just for the mana fixing. Um, but yeah, for the I mean, you you could get mean and throw stuff like fiery emancipation in, um, right. But you know that Which again, almost, the almost way my brain works, I took. I like to be a little more on the gnarly side. Mm-hmm. There was there was a lot of options that I could have put in. There was a few cards that I almost threw in just because of the artwork. Uh, mm-hmm. They looked like kaiju attacks. Uh, uh, Savage Twister being one. Uh, yeah. But I decided, I decided not to. Uh, Lava Lanch, I think, was one. I think that was something I based off Baragon once again. Uh, the When Godzilla versus... Once again, the, the original Godzilla versus Mothra movie, um, he and Batra were fighting, and they fell into a fault line. And uh, Godzilla was trapped in, like, under the crust of the Earth. And then he emerged out of Mount Fiji and lava spewing everywhere. And he's like, oh, God, how dare you do that to me? Blah. <laughs> this, this deck would be fun to play against using my Calamax, the Storm Sire deck. Mm-hmm. Lightning butt. Good old lightning, lightning butt. butt. Yep. I've, I've got a few edits on that one myself. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, I just, I 
just recently upgraded mine because of a lot of stuff that has come out since those pre-cons came out. So right, right. So good times. I I dig it. I dig it. But that's the deck. Uh, Josh, do you have anything to add? I don't. You know, if you guys are enjoying this, make sure to like, leave a comment, share it. You know, all, all the fun, all the fun things. Yeah, tweet it out. Um, you know, let let us know what you think as well. Um, you know, if you say it's crap, you know, obviously Matthew will crawl. You know, cry in the corner for for a couple <laughs> days. I'll probably be crying in the corner. I mean, I'll be I'll be in the corner for like a week. Um, probably be forced to read Marvel after Look that. In my bed. I live in the corner. Okay, it means nothing to me. Okay, it's, it's fine. No, it's fine. Nobody puts Matthew in the corner, but except me. <laughs> but um, also, stay tuned to some some announcements uh, coming up with Undercover Capes. We got some pretty big stuff, um, which will also include the jank think tank so stay mm-hmm. tuned to undercovercapes.com and on facebook twitter and instagram where we'll be making those announcements it's going to be a good time all so. right and until next time guys gals and non-binary pals this is nightlight tapping out we'll catch you on the flip side